Everyone, welcome to the Self-Esteem Party Podcast. I'm your host, Alana Johnston, and with me on today of all special days is producer slash husband slash roommate, Norm Sousa. Norm, how you doing on the big day? Happy birthday to you. Thank you so much. The big two six. Oh my God, imagine if I was 26. Ew, girls on your part. No, that'd be fine. Being so much older than me, Norm, you know I'm immature. Wait a minute. <laughs> now you're saying that it's weird because you're immature now. I know at 26. Oh, okay. Norm, how you feeling? Scale one to ten on my birthday about yourself. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm like, uh, I feel uh, fine. Um, yeah. I'm getting just a neutral energy from you. Yeah, very neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a neutral, possibly a bit, a tinge low. I don't know. Could be a four. I've heard a couple, you know, negative talk today from you. And what did uh, I say that was negative? Well, Norm, you made a comment about your body that wasn't so nice to yourself. Oh, sure. And I thought, excuse yeah. you, don't talk about my husband like this, you little twerp. Get out yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah, no, so right. that's why I was wondering how you were feeling. I mean, I wonder every week, but. <laughs> well, you, yeah. <laughs> but that's especially why it, I was wondering. It's the today. whole point of the podcast, is what we do at the beginning. Well, it's like, I know it's my birthday, but. Today might be your day, Norm. No. You got to ask yourself, are you worth it? Wow. <laughs> um, how are you doing? It's your birthday. What, how's... It's my birthday. Yeah. I've already caused a lot of drama about as much as I can. I had a really uh, very funny morning. What was so funny um, about it? Oh my God, I was like so sick this morning. I felt so sick this morning just from like traveling and everything. You just and came back from Philadelphia. I just came back from visiting the fam in Philly. And uh, so I felt very sick from exhaustion and then made an immediate recovery and bounced mm. back. And now I'm feeling like a million bucks. Okay. But this morning was rough. 6 a.m., stay out of my way. You woke up before the dog. I did. Watch yourself, Mia. Nobody wants you around anymore. And, um, and then we just came back from lunch. We had a sushi lunch. You know... Our server was the one that was literally out to lunch. Got to be one of the, I mean, <laughs> God bless face him. Cadet. Oh my God. Yeah. Like his brain was just filled with rocks like, and oil. Literally what was his rocky oily problem? Not smart. I really couldn't get over it. He was ruining my whole day except that I loved him. No, no. I, I mean, I was, I was a, a little kick in out love of with him. Yeah, yeah, of course. I was like, should. well, maybe I could raise him or marry him. Yeah, he was. He like basically walked up to us and was like, um, uh, "Restaurant." I honestly didn't even know he worked there. I thought he was just a guy off the street because we were sitting on the sidewalk. Yeah, and then there was a table next to us, and they couldn't find their card, and he definitely lost 100%, it. One hundred percent, he lost it. Yeah. That is the only thing I trust about him. Yeah, what he said he lost that card. What do you think his name was? It seems like he looks like a Kevin or something. Oh, he's a Danny. I don't know what oh, else yeah. to tell you. Makes sense. <laughs> to break it to you, Norm. No, Kevin's got it together. Uh, yeah, it's my birthday today. Thanks so much for um, just being as nice as you can amidst this body drama you've been causing for yourself today <laughs> with your one quiet comment. Yeah, one quiet comment <laughs> about how a short haircut makes me look like a bowling pin and now I'm getting ragged hey, on. you're never going to live this one down with me, okay? Yeah, cut to us eating the biggest worst served lunch ever. Because <laughs> the lunch itself was good. Yeah, it was quite I liked good. the food. I tell you what, this is what this year is going to be about for me. Oh, great! You know, I would say 2017, like uh, the age 30 or 2017. I meant to say. What are you talking about? I meant to say. <laughs> what did Danny put in your drink? 
Because I'm instead of 2017, I meant to say 37. Gotcha. <laughs> so the age, my age of this Com- past year, 37. Mistake. We all make it. <laughs> Sorry about that. How old am I? I'm just turning 2018. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, don't be rude to me on my big day. Anyways, I was going to say, mm-hmm. uh, 37 was about surviving. I think 38 is about thriving. Oh, okay. Here we go. You might be a four, but I'm about to be a 40. Off the charts. <laughs> four times the amount of self-esteem somebody can have at so their wait, max. You, you're turning 40? No, or? I'm going to be a 40 out of 10 on the self-esteem chart. Oh, I see. So I said I'm going to have four times self-esteem that any human is possible. Right, right. <laughs> Think I can do it? So last year, of course, being the year 2018. (laughs) No, 2017. Now you're turning 40. (laughs) I'm turning 28. Which is a state of mind because actually, mentally, you're 26. You know what, Norman? I don't know why I have you on this podcast. Like coming out of 10, you bring me down to a negative (laughs) 2. I'm just kidding. I'm nothing without you. I edit this thing so I can put whatever, keep whatever in. Oh my God, Norm, leave it all. I don't want to erase any memories of us. Okay. (laughs) What's going on here? Norm, are you looking forward to Top Gun tonight? We're going to go watch Top Gun. Do you think it's going to raise your self-esteem? No. I don't Uh, think it's going to raise mine either because Tom Cruise has a better body than me. Yeah. (laughs) I want his body. I think he has a better body than anybody. But small, tiny, short. Isn't he just something? Yeah, he, got a, he has a bit of a Danny body. That little cutie. Oh, yeah, Danny. Ugh. I should have given him my number and said, let me help you. <laughs> I, he, there was a table with just a stack of napkins, and he asked it if he can help any, with anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's that. Yeah, I saw, I saw him serving water to a plant. Bless him. More water? Plant? Uh, Danny? Yeah, Danny. Norm, what advice do you have for me? Having already been 2018. Well, I did say this on the way back from our sushi lunch with the worst waiter in the world, Danny. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to get out there. And uh, once you get out there and you see how stupid everyone else is, it makes you feel good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was some sound advice that you gave me, which was yeah. to compare myself to others. And from that, yes. thrive. That's right. Okay? Because back in 2017, a.k.a. the age Last 37. <laughs> Last year, I was surviving. So I, you can't even do a comparison because you're like, I'm barely no. hanging on. I've got nothing. And now things are so much better. This oh, my your, God. Uh, it's your Tom Cruise year. This is my TC year. 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's no, so confused. No, I think it's going to be a good one. Listen, we're already off yep. to a great start of a huge recovery from the illness. I didn't even tell you about it, Norm. What are you talking about? My morning illness. <laughs> What are you talking about? I made it very clear of my morning illness you didn't, <laughs> that lasted about 10 hurting. minutes. <laughs> you just said you woke up feeling weird. Norm, I didn't want you to freak out like you are right now. You're so worried about me. Listen to you. <laughs> Still hovering around a four out of 10. I'm not freaking out at all. No, you're pretty even keeled. That's one of the things I said I missed about you while I was gone. I missed <laughs> how, how neutral even, I am. Yeah, how neutral you are. <laughs> Bless that mess now for you. Shall we get to it? Yeah, I think you should. Yeah, we have a great guest. Yeah. um, By we, I mean you. Yeah, I have a great guest lined up. We had an epic catch-up, I'd say, after quite some time. We discussed uh, a movie of hers. Jocelyn DeBoer. (laughs) You know, Norm, on my birthday, you could have just let me have this one intro. Unless you do it now. I am going to do it now. Everyone, please help me welcome to my delight... Jocelyn DeBoer, right after this break. Happy birthday. Thank you. 
Hey everybody, I'm here to talk to you about Ana Luisa Jewelry. We're currently doing a promo with them, buy one, get one, 40% off sale. Shop.analuisa.com slash self-esteem. That's S-H-O-P dot A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com slash self-esteem. This jewelry is super cute. I have a couple necklaces and bracelets uh, that come in many different sizes, which makes it really great to kind of customize to what you're looking for. They've got jewelry starting at $39. It's the perfect gift. I cannot recommend it more, you guys. Super cute, super affordable. Go check it out. That shop com slash self-esteem. You guys are going to want to get on this sale while it lasts. I'm telling you, take it from me, the queen of self-esteem. It's a self-esteem party. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's a self-esteem party. Jocelyn, welcome to the Self-Esteem Party Podcast. I am so excited to see you. We didn't even get to do preamble because you were putting on, you were doing the headphones. That's right. So this is like, this is right into it. We didn't even get to do the gossip. Usually I get a bit of hot goss off the top, but today it was all business. I'm so happy to be here and I, I'm so happy to have our hot goss with all of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? They are too, because usually I say stay on the line to hear like the names of the people I'm talking about because I don't reveal them. <laughs> and I always tell people DM me to get the names and you'd be surprised how many people don't DM me. I mean, I'm all That's shocking. Up, all kinds of gossip. I know. Nobody cares. Shocking. <laughs> but don't worry. I've got you now, Jocelyn, and I know you'll stay on the line. That's right. I will. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so Jocelyn, I'd like to start this podcast off with a self-esteem party check-in. So on a scale of one to 10, how are you feeling about yourself today, lately, <laughs> however long you want to measure? I've been thinking about this because I, I know that I've had, I, I mean, I've known that I've, I'm going to have to answer this. I, I think you're honestly catching me in a really weird week. <laughs> really? You, yes. I, so I think, I think I'm a little low. I've, okay. I've, like, I think I'm maybe, a, I don't know, a five or a six. Whereas I think in general, I I have, you know, I'm more of a seven or eight. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 you yeah. are. That's why I yeah. am surprised to hear that because, you know, on this show, I normally would measure a five as like neutral where it's like nothing's the worst. Yeah. But nothing's the best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like it's just this is what's happening right now and you're like caught in the middle of like oh, that's feeling either way. Yeah. That's kind of how I look at when I feel like a five is I'm like I feel caught in the middle of something and I can't quite um latch on to one particular side. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I think that is a good description. Um, it's you like thing, things in our world right now are really chaotic and sad and terrible. Yeah. And that, that's affecting all of us that for sure. Um, 
there are some really positive things happening this week. Like, um, two of my friends just had babies, like one last night and one the day before. So exciting. Um, yes. Is there, are, we're talking yeah. about um, Ingrid, uh, Ingrid, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Her yes, little girl. Yes. And then, um, so, you know, I, I work with Don Luby. We're like attached at the hip. We direct and, yes. write and everything together. And normally we spend every day, all, all day together working. And um, she is right now in Seattle with her older sister who just had a baby last night. Also oh a baby my girl. God. Like Fresh off um, the press. Yes. Yes. So that's exciting. So I haven't like had my normal um, every day with Don. But we you we're attached to direct this movie that we've been working on for a couple years and it it was starring Ray Liotta. <gasps> who died yes yeah. 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 Oh my god. You we just watched um Oh my god! What was the name of it on Criterion Channel? A Ray, and Ray Liotta's in it, and Melanie Griffith is in it, and um, Jeff Bridges. Oh wait, what no, is, is yeah. it? Is it Jeff Bridges? Shoot! What's it called? Okay, it'll come to me. No, because okay, we I just watched it because that. he passed, and we were like, "Oh <sighs> my god! Oh my god! I can't believe he was attached to it. That's so great. You don't think it's about so, that. It's so sad." Uh, he was so kind to me and Don Alana. Like it was like oh insane that we got to meet him, and that is insane to get to meet him because in yes. what world would our circles cross? Of like no. starting out just all of us doing silly sketches at UCB, yes. and then you're like, okay, Ray Liotta, here's what I'm going to tell you to do. It's <laughs> right. like, what? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and that's how we felt felt going into that meeting with him. We met him at um, the Casa del Mar in um, in Santa Ooh. Monica, the hotel, oh and um, he, you know, we we went to go there, and we were like, we feel so ridiculous. Like he's not going to listen to us. This is just like, you know, who are we? And then he he treated us just like geniuses, the geniuses we are not, and <laughs> was so respectful <laughs> and. Um, everything. Oh, it's it's so sad. I'm so heartbroken oh for God. his his family, everyone. So weird. It's really yeah. strange. Oh my God, I am <laughs> catching you in a strange week. This it's, is a lot of like grief. Um, my, for everyone in different ways. Like it's really strange. My also, this is a weird thing that's happening today. Is that so? You know, all of our parents are getting older. My, yeah. you know, my dad's health is declining a bit. It's re- you know, it's really sad. And he he has this ranch out in um, Missouri that he bought a few years ago, and all of our childhood stuff is there. Everything. And my mom mm-hmm. commutes from kind of commute, you know, goes from Missouri to out here where she has a place in my neighborhood. And um, we're moving him out of the ranch, and the moving trucks were there this morning. So I'm, like, getting pictures of, like, my, you know, high school yearbooks being like, are you sure you want to keep these? And I'm like, no, I'm not sure. What does everyone do with their yearbooks? (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I got rid of mine immediately. You did? If my mom kept those, that's on her, keeping a bunch of photos of kids that her kids do not want. Right, because we don't need these yearbooks. Okay, I need to get rid of these. You know... I I kept my pictures. I didn't keep your books, but I kept all the photos that I took with like disposable cameras yeah. and stuff like that. I put them all into albums because I was like, one day for a show, I'm gonna fucking want these. Yeah, I know I'm gonna want them. But the yearbook, I bet I could find online. 
Of course you could. Yeah, that's very true. You know what I mean? So that's why I didn't keep a hard copy. That's why. The photos are so funny to go back and look at, though, too, because it's like now we edit our photos so much. You know, like we only have the really good ones saved to albums. But I have just like boxes of photos from like parties of like half of someone's head. And but I still look at them and I'm like, this one turned out. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I have such a hard time partying with those things. It's so funny. But that's all happening. So. The move's happening right now. Right now. Any report how he's taking it, what's the buzz? My dad's okay. I think he's feeling uh, kind of, he he's trying to sell the house. And, um, I, you know, I think he's, he, he's ready to move on from it. I think as soon as he knew he had to, he started to feel like all of our stuff was there, especially my mom's. And, you know, like, you, you girls need to get your stuff out. And so I think he's relieved that that step is happening. Okay. Um, but... I, we're going down there next week to then, you know, help with more stuff. It's a whole thing, you know. <laughs> I had a friend that just said goodbye to a, a childhood home. Her parents were moving. And um, I get it. I get that feeling. It's when my parents left our childhood home, like, because we had all moved to Toronto and, and we grew up about 45 to an hour north of Toronto, yeah. kind of in more like farm country, but not on a farm, but in farm country. And... I was like upset that they were leaving because I was like, well, now I have nowhere to go to because they were just moving to Toronto, like just kind of following their kids. You know, nobody really asked them to come, but uh, (laughs) that's fine. (laughs) No one was like, you guys got to get down here. No, no. (laughs) But they came, whatever. But it was really hard. It was hard to say goodbye to everything. But um, I didn't take much with me because I just, I have it all in a chest. You do? Um, Yes, I, I picked the most necessary things and put them in a chest and then I take like my grandmother just passed I'm taking a few things from her place like I take a few things with me that I've moved to every house but I pretty much have it all in one chest where is your chest is it at the foot of your bed it's I wish we it's in there's no room because the stupid dog bed is there the dog's ruining everyone's life but it's in the shed right now but it's like like the shed's clean and it's nicely stored, so it's not going to get, like, trashed or anything like that. Okay, that's but good. There's no room, yeah, there's no room in the house for it yet that I, um, that's really stood out to me. You and Norm joke about wanting to get rid of your dog. But you know what? This week really is a breaking point. I'm not, <laughs> Jocelyn, I'm not joking. I'm not joking, Jocelyn. This week, Norm had had it with the dog. I've never oh, seen no. him what so happened? mad. What happened? Oh, my God. Okay, she hasn't been allowed to go in the backyard because there was foxtails there, which we found out from our friend, Steph, who was at our house in the backyard. And she was like, guys you can't have this. And we were like, what? That's weeds. And she was like, no, this is really bad for dogs. We had no clue. If they so eat them? So she hasn't been allowed. No, like, like if, if they, if you like step on them or something, they like get into your skin and mm. they don't come out and it can oh. like cause infection. Like her dog had to get a surgery. It's like a whole thing apparently. Oh my I had God. No clue. It looks like wheat. Like it just, it looks yeah. like wheat. So you wouldn't, eh, whatever, you wouldn't be able to like pick it out of a lineup or something. So anyways, so she hasn't been able to go out, out there because we had to get rid of all of them. And she's been in such a huff. Like, I mean such a huff. She's being a total piece of shit <laughs> that even Norm lost his patience. And normally he's always team team dog. 
but he's lost his patience. She's better now. Everyone's fine and calmed down. But about two days ago, Jocelyn should hit the fan. It was okay. Okay. That, well, that <laughs> it was, sounds it bad. Was bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, but she's okay otherwise. <laughs> who who had the dog first? Or was it, did you get the dog together? We, we got the dog in the pandemic. Like, uh, oh, oh, recently. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. No, we feel bad. I did tell Norma, I was like, we have to stop complaining about the dog because I think people are really worried about our um, mental health and the dog. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I wanted to talk about it because I have a dog. I, I see. I almost said I have a bad dog. I think I know that I am a bad owner cause, and it's my fault. My dog is bad. <laughs> But he's bad. <laughs> I love him. He's my baby. But... I appreciate that you accept responsibility, Jocelyn. <laughs> I try with this dog. I've never owned a dog. So everything was so new to me. And she's big. Yeah. And I was scared of her when we first got her because I don't know. Yeah. It's a big dog. Yeah. I. But she's fine. I grew up with dogs. Um, some big dogs. But I don't ever remember needing to, like, train them or anything. And I'm sure that's because I didn't. I just, like, remember them existing and being loving and wonderful. This is why you're a terrible owner, because you just assumed that the acquisition of the dog was enough. Yes, truly. My my love will get us through anything. Um, Also, I was never scared of dogs, um, but now that I have this dog, who I've had for five years, um, who kind of nips and will, like, bite a little in things, now I am terrified of dogs, like my friend's dogs that are big. I'm, like, scared of them. Because of your own dog? Yes. That's the problem? Yes. I'm, like, I think all dogs are um, unpredictable. Yeah. Is this your parenting skills? Is this what you're going to be enforcing <gasps> I, in the house? <laughs> no, I know. I'm actually really glad I've I have you know I've had this experience first with my dog because um, well I should tell everyone I have a ten and a half month old son um, named Dashiell and um, oh today today I went to our first class ever together. What, like a music class? No, it was, um, it's a Rye class. So it's spelled R-I-E. And it's, so I heard about it from Dre Vermeulen. Dre and Rachel um, take their girls there, but they're older than Dashiell. So mm-hmm. he just started today. And it's, um, it's a like a philosophy of parenting started by this woman, Magda Gerber, who um, really taught, I, I'm I'm not I'm I'm new to this guys but it's like about <laughs> re- respecting the the child even an infant like their own being so things like I love that if you're gonna pick up the baby you just say to him I'm, I'm gonna pick you up now and um you know not don't just like rip off their clothes and stuff they like <laughs> explain what's happening I know I really like it too and it's it's really amazing it sounds so gentle like it it sounds so loving and communicative it's really gentle you know what's funny is when I was pregnant I so I walk this bad dog every day I mean (laughs) for you know an hour we love the dog we We love the dog dog. (laughs) um but I, I listen to audiobooks while I do that and so while I was pregnant I went on this like spree of listening to a ton of audiobooks and I I was running out of the popular books that everyone had listened to. And so 
I I was like, what is this book from Libby, the library, like free book app? And it was called Secrets of a Baby Whisperer. And it's not Rye, but it was my favorite book that I listened to. And it was, I think it's like two and a half hours long or something. And it's a British woman, I think recorded in like 1984. And she has oh, wow. this high pitched voice and she's like, I like... When you bring your baby home from a hospital, give them a tour of your home. How would you like to go arrive at a home and not have a tour? <laughs> so she's, Good point, though. I know. It's sweet. It's really sweet. Um, so we did... You yeah so I I tried to like li- and she really was like talk to your baby about everything that's going on and um and then when I started learning about Rye from you know mutual friends that we all have um, yeah. who are doing it I was like oh this is like the baby whisperer um, oh my god this is cute so Dashlet is, that- is first class today yeah. <laughs> Is that the kind? Of, is that hard? Because uh, and like feel like a lot of pressure um, to kind of choose a I don't know how to say it a parenting route or something like that because I feel like now you know before everything is like okay the age of five like how impressionable and like all these things the age of five but it's like I feel like things start out so young now and yes. like having to meet so early for schools yeah to get into schools and and stuff like this and I'm like is this not like a lot of pressure right from the jump it, it feels yeah. like a lot it does it totally feels like a lot of pressure and I I do often have that feeling of like I'm behind or like there's something everyone knows that I don't know um for sure but in the parenting philosophy things it's it's funny because I feel like um, I've always had a little bit of a, I don't know, skepticism sort of to some of this kind of thing. Like I know, I'm, like, I, I don't know, I joke sometimes that like I was raised in the Midwest. It's like a family who doesn't communicate that well. <laughs> and, like mm-hmm. it's, but I, I think I do. Um, I, I, I feel like as an adult, I, um, I have a pretty healthy mental health. As opposed to like, um, you know, I I have this one friend who was raised by therapists and, you know, all of of them. Uh huh. And like all of her emotions from a very young age were like a lot of attention was put towards them. And like, you know, um, let's talk about every feeling. Let's talk about this, which like I want to say right now, I, I think is healthy and probably really good. But, um, you know, I saw the way she adjusted and some other friends that I know that have that situation. And, um, like, my experience was different. Like, um, I, but I was a very dramatic child, like, having tantrums and things like that. And I really remember, like, my dad being like, oh, Jossie, it's all so bad. Everything is so bad. And, like, <laughs> you know, kind of, like, and but, like, to a point where, like, it would make me laugh and actually, I think, help me have perspective. Yeah. As opposed to, like, but, okay, I hesitate to even say this. I'm listening to myself and I'm like, it's probably wrong. I, it probably, yeah. I think I kind of know what you're saying, though, adding a bit of humor to it, because you had, we are comedians, so it's like, we did have to get it from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, I, I appreciate your dad putting a spin on it, because it's like, well, we got to get the jokes from somebody. <laughs> it's true. It's you got to remember this, too. Do you want your kid to be funny or not? You got to <laughs> you gotta make these adjustments. 
<laughs> that is so that's true that's the whole other part of parenting where you're like and how do you make this kid be funny no we don't think about that so. <laughs> yeah, it's, now these are the classes I want to take let's get this baby to the second city right away <laughs> exactly clowning is that still a thing um forget something. <laughs> it's so funny but yeah in class today it's it's a really interesting class because they they put out sheets you know, like bed sheets with toys on them, but it's mostly kitchen toys. And there were like um, hair rollers and things from the house. And you're supposed to put the babies in the, you know, in that place. And you sit along the perimeter and mostly observe them. And then the teacher kind of gives little coaching throughout. And I have to say, I have never been, like, so self-conscious recently for, like, two hours. I was, like, in my head the whole time of, like, can I help him? He's looking at me. What can I do? Like, <laughs> you know, like, is it okay? There was one point where Dashiell was, like, climbing on a platform, and he he was, like, really reaching a lot for a toy that um, he eventually got. But as soon as he got it, and I was thinking the whole time, like, don't help him. Don't say good job. Like... <laughs> And then he got it, and I was like, mm-hmm, okay. And then he just toppled backwards and, like, hit his head on the grass. You know, lightly, like, it was grass, and kids do yeah, that all yeah, the time. Yeah. But the teacher was like, okay, well, if you see them falling, you can help them. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Fail. Fail. You see, Jocelyn, the comedy's built in. What a gag this is. So it won't help give a child a toy and let him fall. It's so confusing a lot. It's I believe so they've made this movie, Jocelyn, and it was called Bad Moms <laughs> and Bad Moms Christmas. Okay. I believe they made this movie. I see it now. I've really got to see that. I'm just living it. It's funny. Wow. I love that you've become the class example uh, first day of school. I know. I know. I, know. <laughs> I tried to this take is... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. The, the good job thing, wait, what's the logic behind that? Just that it's like not to celebrate every action or something? Like, what's that? Okay. I feel like other parents are going to listen to this and be like, Jocelyn, we need to help you. You're so confused. But um, you know what? This. No, listen, I think people, I will say this from the listeners that have given feedback. I think people appreciate um, different opinions and uh, different sets of action because okay. I think that's one of the joys of listening to the podcast is the idea that we have all these cool people on that we all love and respect and everyone does it so differently so really there's no solution that yeah. this podcast gives anybody <laughs> <laughs> there's 137 <laughs> so I find myself and I think a lot of us are like this wanting to say good job all the time like anytime yeah. the baby does anything like great job like he's climbing the stairs now and I feel like I like scream every time he gets to the top like oh and the crowd goes wild this is so exciting and then <laughs> I'm like reading these things where it's like to not I think it's about not celebrating the result too much and that like it like to not be like you need to win or like it, you need to finish this perfectly, but to more give encouragement for like the effort and things yeah. along yeah. the way. So I think I'm trying to mitigate some of my own impulse to just say good job all the time because I've, I've heard that. It seems like a good idea. 
You know, I just had Eva Anderson on and we were talking about the satisfaction and sense of accomplishment from checking something off of a to-do list, yes. uh, which is a result-based celebration yes. because you don't, you don't celebrate mid-task. No. It's not like I'm celebrating this podcast with you halfway through the record and I'm going, you know what, we're killing this, look at us go. <laughs> Which, by the way, we are killing this and look at us go, but anyways, <laughs> with that aside, it, it, it's once this is done, I'm going to be like, great, Alana, you did one of your work-related tasks of the day that you had to get done and it went right. great and blah, 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 right? But it's like, if I didn't have that list, I, I sometimes wonder how much it would affect my self-esteem you know what I mean right oh my gosh yes Don and I practice this thing um called deep work where we mm-hmm. <laughs> we give ourselves you know we say like okay we're gonna turn off everything for like an hour or, or we'll say an hour and a half and we set mm-hmm. timers and then um you know we talk about what we want to complete in that time and then if we do it we get a snack Oh, yeah, I love this snack base. Well, okay, let's toss out some of the snack options. What are we working with here? We go through phases for a long time. So these are like the more fun stuff. We went through a, a real Cheez-Its phase. This is embarrassing. Oh, I love Cheez-Its. We, we, we do, we're a big popcorn people. So we, we make something called a popcorn snack, which is a very full bowl of like boom chicka pop that sort of thing and then Ooh. you you always have a topper with it so um we often do like almonds that are like wasabi flavored <laughs> we, oh my god we some we like to do chips as a topper but it's like that it's, one makes sense yeah, yeah get the um, crunch the crunch we like to do we buy these like beer snack. What are they called? Like bar snacks. Sorry. Beer snack. Na- oh, like pub mix. Yeah, like pub mix, and then that can go on top. Oh, it's the little things in life. I don't know. That's our our, our snacks. Yeah, but you so know I, what I? Yeah. I love the boom chicka, um, the cheddar one. I never buy the cheddar one. Oh Is yeah, you wouldn't think to get it because you're yeah. like, oh, it's too much cheddar. No, it's just the right amount. I couldn't recommend it more. Uh, I love it. I'm putting that oh, out that there. If you guys great. want a real treat, or just get it as the topper, so you're not committing to it. So yeah, get uh, that yeah. popcorn as the popcorn topper. You can really experiment with the topper. Yo, topping popcorn yeah. with other pop. <laughs> I love the topper. <laughs> I'm all, you had me immediately because you guys were like popcorn. And I was like, yeah, I love popcorn. Okay, great. Yeah. And then when you said topper, I was like, oh my God. Like, yeah. ha, ha, like look at nachos. It's just the toppings. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Nobody's There's, in it for the chips. No, 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 no. That's, um, God, no, that's embarrassing. But, I, but so I see what you're getting at is that it's, you know, we celebrate a completion of something. And then you're saying maybe for the babies, we can also celebrate when something is completed and done. And Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm more so saying it's, it's just interesting or I'm curious how it's going to pan out celebrating the effort in the long run. I'm yeah. like, because sometimes I feel, uh, um, controlled by this to-do list and that, you know, you don't feel good if you don't get it done. Yeah, and I yeah. wish I could celebrate a midway or be like, you're doing it. But then yeah. at the same time, I'm like, would I get anything done? I feel like that's yeah. my only fear. Yeah. Yeah. Will I get anything done? I don't know though. And 
me and your son, sure, we have a lot in common, but there's no way of knowing if we're going to turn out the same. <laughs> there's, there's no We're way both of... friends with you. That's we're right. both hilarious, <laughs> as we've learned. He's a, he's a bit more of a physical comic, so am I. That's we've true. learned this. That's true. It's very true. Um, do, you, do, you, do you still keep your to-do list? You, it's handwritten in a notebook. You know what? I Okay, it's kind of weird how I yeah. do it because... I stopped writing it in a notebook and started putting it in the notes in my phone. phone yeah. Um, because I would do things for like in advance from now and be able to see it all on the Monday to-do list, even if it's like Monday as in today and then next week's Monday, I would like put it a space down. Whereas when it's in like my calendar and my to-do list, I'm like flipping through pages and I would have a harder time keeping track. But I journal every morning. So in my journal, I'll write my intent of what I want to do that day. Like the generals of like one of them would be accomplish full list. And then another one would be like go for a walk. Like I'm not going to put go for a walk on a to-do list. Right, right, right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like a general. So that goes in the journal. And then I um, pound out the actual list that's on the notes on my phone. Bit of a complicated answer. But oh, listen, it's how I get stuff done. Uh, well, I, I need, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I need the the bigger sense of the day as well. Because... What if you get all your tasks done by 11 a.m.? Well, now what? No, yeah. My sister was telling me that, um, so she's an oncologist, and, like, I feel like very, um, she's she juggles a lot of things, like, very good at um, multitasking, the sort of thing. And mm-hmm. I, I was telling her, like, I, I have some of these projects that just get, like, swept underneath that like I never get to and I feel so bad like sometimes it's like giving notes on a friend's script or something that's just not like immediate and this type of thing and it really stresses me out and she was telling me that she heard something once where really successful people (laughs) do this thing where they schedule everything. So if you have something on your to-do list that's like, um, you know, give Jim notes on his script, you don't just like keep that on your to-do list and not get to it. You schedule like get Jim notes on his script. I'm going to do that Friday morning at 7, from 7 to 9. <laughs> oh, okay. And you like schedule it. Isn't that a good okay. advice? That's fantastic advice and very ambitious that is like that sounds overwhelming but I'm like I could see how you get everything done because you would just set alarms and you wouldn't even have to like think okay what's next because it would already be written out for you it would already be done. I thought you were going to say it's ambitious, too, that I gave two hours to giving notes on a feature. That ah! <laughs> oh, my God. First of all, who is Jim? Second of all, what is this script about? i got to get to the bottom I of this, Jocelyn. I don't know. I'm, I'm just never going to read it. Um, it's, I, one of my problems is I feel like everything takes me way longer than a normal person. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm so mm-hmm. slow at everything I do and that's why I like got overwhelmed trying to schedule things because I was like five and a half hours here I have to write a paragraph on blah 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 there goes four hours (laughs) okay have you always been this way or is this like part of um you know as people say mom brain or whatever from no deprived or something no it's like a perfectionism thing more it's like a okay um like just like working and working and not being happy with what you're doing and 
Or right. like be I mean, or just like, making things too complicated. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little torturous, but a little bit tricky to let go of because often it does lead to quite a bit of success like you have had. So it's kind <laughs> of a terrible example because you're like, I'm this know. way and it's driving me crazy, but it is working. So what do I do? <laughs> and I, oh, thanks. That it is funny. Um, yeah, it's, it's a funny thing. Like uh, now that we're d- directing, to be um, now that you know we're like pitching on things and blah blah blah. I really just so badly want to observe how other people do it. Like Don and I always say, like I wish we could just listen to a call of another director pitching, or like I wish we could see you know uh, whatever. Because I think. We get told sometimes that, like, our stuff, they're like, oh, my gosh, you clearly worked so hard on this. Or, like, this is so handwritten. People will say, we're like, what do other people do? Like, like, we feel like we are doing too much work, maybe, but we don't really know what the other option is. (laughs) You know what? I have have a lot of that as well where I'm like – what is the bare minimum that people are getting away with? How are they getting away with it? And how much does it screw them over? Yeah. So <laughs> you sell something on the bare minimum, but then do you not have to go through and write that Bible or treatment no matter what? Like, is that does that not have to happen at some point? So it's like, is it not creating more work just like a little further down the road with like, a tighter deadline now because you didn't get a head start on it i i don't know i'm with you it's all confusing at least at that point you'd be getting paid to do it though i'm sure right yeah Yeah. that's true and here's the thing that's okay so this is this leads into knowing your own value right because Mm -hmm. i've had this problem i'm sure you have too where you bring somebody too much free work to the table and get and and don't get paid or be able to have as much of a negotiation because they already have so much of it yeah so I'm like it kind of screws you but at the same time it can also make it easier to sell yeah so you're like you just got to bet on yourself and be like this bare minimum is enough but you're also taking a risk where they're going it's not enough see ya and then you've lost your opportunity so you're right how are other people doing I don't know (laughs) I, but you guys are doing great. Like you and Don, I, I I mean, from the outside looking in, I don't know what it's feeling like pitching and everything like that. But from the outside looking in, it's just like we all started out again doing silly sketches or like fun improv shows kind of that live and die in the night and whatever. And then you two just like all of a sudden not and not all of a sudden we knew you were working on it, but it felt like all of a sudden have this wildly successful movie and then it's just like okay great now they direct everything and it was just like what Uh (laughs) it was like so because I saw the movie absolutely loved it we all did obviously it did so well in the festivals and it was just so crazy that it was just like it made so much sense and I felt like everything fell into place and I know you guys had done projects beforehand but how nice for that one to just fucking click and it all just clicked in Um, amazing to watch Jocelyn that's so nice thank you that's so nice um it's I'm really happy that we did just make that movie because it it, you know it's it changed our lives like having everything but everything I do joke with people sometimes where I or, or, I mean, I'm not joking. I really am like, just make something because <laughs> it's, I feel like 
you know, so many of us are held back by, you know, Don and I haven't made a second feature yet, too, because it's like this fear of like what you know if it won't be perfect or what is it going to be and um if I'm not ready or it's not the right time and greener grass our movie came together um really quickly like we had been pitching it as a tv version like we sold a tv version of it that didn't end up going and then Mm -hmm. we were like we really want to be the directors of this if if we make a movie that's you know, really low budget, we can at least control that and like, and we can direct it and put our friends in it and, mm-hmm. um, and this and that. And we, we took, we, whatever, we wrote different versions of the script and then we took our producer out for dinner to celebrate her engagement, like a different thing. And we mentioned to her, like, we're working on our script. We, you know, it's, it's close. And she was like, how close? And we were like, you know, it's, uh, we, we have some versions of it, blah, blah, blah. We're not exactly happy with it. And she was like, if, if we can be shooting it in two months, we can uh, submit to Sundance in September and blah, blah, blah. And we were like, oh, and she was like, can you get it ready for that? And it's kind of funny because she had produced this movie Thunder Road, which I um, was in, Jim Cummings' movie uh-huh. Thunder Road, and they had missed the Sundance deadline by like three weeks or something. And so she was like, damned if that's going to happen again. <laughs> like, I'm going to... And Wait, you guys got it together in two months? It was so fast. I'm like trying to think what the exact timeline, but it was something like... and and But we had already been working on the script for like almost six months like uh, you know a while we had like 20 yeah, different but versions even, but it the right, production but came together six months yeah exactly like six months working on the yeah. script okay great but the production i mean that's like yes. lightning speed that's it was insane. lightning speed and um what what happened was it was the kind of thing where and we were lucky that we um had funding so that was like in place but it yeah. it was not much um you know but it, it was really like we were you know we picked a date and Natalie was like okay what I forget what it was like August 6th we're going to be shooting and then you things just started coming into place because we're like you're a production designer blah blah blah. we have a movie that's shooting August 6th and then it just was like it just happened um and came together and you got that whole cast on on that amount of notice the cast was so good well all that sort of stuff like needs to come in at the last minute anyway like now that we're directing like commercials and music videos like that type of stuff I'm like oh production really happens like the two or three weeks before you start shooting right because otherwise everything's just so theoretical that like it's hard to get people to commit to something because it's like I don't know what I'm doing in November but when you're like that's a really good point actually yeah Yeah. can you be down in Georgia in like the next Thursday they're like actually I can (laughs) it's it's strange but what I was gonna say is like it's um when we got directed to or sorry we got hired to direct our first tv job which was adam ruins everything so some people we knew from back in the day and stuff but they hired us for two episodes before our movie had even been edited um it was just that like i think you know people were posting that we were making it and then we had a meeting with them and we brought a lot of stills from the movie and talked about the shoot but um, we got 
hired to direct two episodes of theirs, which then put us in the DGA. And I was just laughing Holy like, Holy shit, You just Jocelyn. have to make a movie. <laughs> I have no idea about this Adam Ruins Everything. I'm Listen, I'm thrilled oh, I got saying. to do an episode. It was so lovely. <laughs> but I had, a, I had no idea. This is wild. Oh, that was that was so nice of them to, you know, trust us and give us yeah, that yeah. opportunity. You know yeah. what, though, Jocelyn? It all matters. It's like even in the little music videos that I do or like the tour I've been on with Mo, it's like if you put it on paper, it's not like it's that big, but everything seems a thousand times bigger when people are talking about it or like and more is being posted and then people are like oh yeah what is that and creates and generates so much interest and then immediately what happens is they're not just doing that because they see oh you're making a movie they're going oh yeah i remember them they're super funny they're remembering your body of work over the years at the live theater shows and this and that or like whatever old web stuff we did and then they're like oh great and they clearly are directing movies let's do it so it's not even like you guys had already been building this. We knew you guys as a duo. You've been doing shows for years together. Aww. Very funny. Moved here. Did such a great job moving here and immersing yourself and everything like that. So it's like, yeah, I'm cool of them to do that, but um, their gain to do that as well. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I so I've been thinking about self esteem, knowing I'm gonna talk. I was gonna talk to you, and I. One of the things that um, I, because I know you work with other people a lot too, and like one of the things that I wanted to bring up that I think hugely affects my self-esteem and confidence in situations is working as a team with Dawn. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I was thinking about myself in my life and like um, remembering back to going away to camp. So I like grew, grew up in a suburb of Chicago and I went to this fine arts camp. It was called Blue Lake Fine Arts in Michigan kind of the little sister of Interlochen, if anybody knows that. Um, and that's what Blue Lake calls ourselves, not Interlochen. This, two people are going to appreciate this reference. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Guys, um, if you appreciate the reference, tweet at us. Hashtag, we love it. <laughs> um, anyway, I, like the first time I went to the camp, it's a three-week-long camp. And, um, you know, I was studying acting there. It, 12 years old I went by myself and I I was really shy and um just didn't have that good of a time I was like writing my parents these dramatic letters like these people say they can teach acting ha huh? like there's that good like really dramatic <laughs> that I found recently now those your dad's got a key keep I know, those cute. they're really <laughs> terrible and funny um but then I I remember thinking the whole time like I want to come back with my friend my friend Haley and then the next summer I did my parents were like you want to go back there like I can't believe it I was like yes I do and it was all because I was like I could see how it could be fun but I wasn't able to like have it exactly by Mm -hmm. myself and then I came back with my friend and we like ruled the little acting (laughs) class because we were like the most confident because we were together you know and like it's such a difference um when I say ruled I just mean like we we're outgoing and like had um, <laughs> we ruled you guys we weren't the rule <laughs> um but it's funny because like that's um a, a microcosm I feel like of what I've made my career now which is doing things with um 
my partner, Dawn. And, you know, even doing this today with you, I feel like I haven't done podcasts alone that much. Um, And in fact, I say no a lot of the times when I get asked because I don't know. It just seems like um, I don't know. But um, well, I've got Dawn on my list. I I have like a short list of people that I'm like, okay, reach out to them. And you don't want to reach out to everyone all at once because you don't want to pre-record too many episodes. And then it's like a little out of date by the time it airs you because I mean you see this you could we can wind up talking about anything so I try to keep them fresh and current so I've got Dawn yes. on my list um but I thought you were gonna be like I've got Dawn me, on I the couldn't line have, I've got Dawn on the line and she's heard everything <laughs> she doesn't um, like you no, that you're doing I've this. got no. <laughs> I've got Dawn on the list and I did consider asking both of you together but self-esteem is such a personal topic that I'm like it is kind of hard I have had people a duo on before and it was really hard because you can't really address both people at the same time you can talk about the stuff you do but it's like she might be feeling a seven today and you're feeling a five and I'm like well these are two different conversations that's two completely different answers a five and a seven totally so it's like how do you have that together and now I gotta have Dawn's new niece on as well that's right oh my god the birth of this baby now that's I gotta get right the whole family on I here. know the whole family <laughs> yeah but do you feel like that that you're more confident going to things with or like being in a duo yes yes I will say this I I definitely I've had a lot of um Uh, women I've worked with over the years of comedy partners and actually one guy that I worked with a lot um but it I always felt better hitting the stage or hitting a party or going to a meeting um with that other person because it's just more fun yeah (laughs) and I'm confident when I'm having fun yeah um recently I've been doing um solo performance like the tour with Mo was two separate shows so it was like two solo shows and we just went on the road together and um it's been very different it's been from doing like sketches together with other people I've really come to enjoy it um I can see the appeal of stand-up but the writing process um is just more lonely until you bounce it off of somebody else yeah you know what I mean like it just it's it's not as fun when it was just me by myself working on it which is why I best still directed it um yeah you need you know what I mean to have someone yeah but it's so good for yourself as an artist to be doing that like I'm I'm so glad to hear you are yeah I appreciate I appreciate that it was kind of the, the thing I um it was what the next step was because when I would work with people it would be so amazing and so fun but um I think what we would want would change so that's kind of when you naturally um kind of part your ways or like still work together but in a different capacity because maybe this other thing's taking your focus and I gotta say I think it's like I commend you and Dawn um and what luck that you guys have been able to work together and make money together and that um everybody wants both of you because sometimes it's so hard to establish yourself as a duo and be able to maintain that and keep that um while still having individual pursuits as well because it's not like you guys yeah. would um play on everything together definitely yeah. you had some stuff that you guys both did separate just mod and like, stuff like that for sure yeah but it's like I commend you both for being able to stick it out together because that's not easy to do um yeah you know what I mean let alone thrive really no I I feel so lucky that 
um, Don and I are able to do that. Yeah. It's really yeah. like a, I was going to say like a once in a lifetime relationship. I hope, I hope it's, um, I hope it lasts our lifetime and uh, so dramatic. But it's, um, yeah, she, I just, I do feel like a, um, the best creative version of myself when I'm with yeah. her often, which I, and I, I hope she does too, you know, which I think is really Has great. it been hard yeah. having her away this week with everything that um, happened, especially that pertains to both of you? With It, uh, it was a, a weird time. Yeah, that, um, but it's, and she wasn't away all week. She, it was just, it's just been two days. Oh, I thought it was like this full thing. And That's I was like, I well, said. it's been a rough yeah. week. I would feel really bad, too, if my pal was gone. I, it'd be tough for me, too. No, it's Two so days. It's, it's really not long. No, maybe three so, now. Um, so dramatic. It's really short. No, I do feel, I was thinking about this, too, that like, um, I so I heard something about introverts and extroverts, that one way to tell if you're an introvert or an extrovert is extroverts um, get like charged from being with other people and more energy whereas introverts it's like exhausting to be with other people and you need to retreat and be with mm-hmm. yourself does that resonate yeah. for you that description? Uh, 100% the needing a recharge for sure yeah. I, I feed off of people when I'm with them and then uh, I have to come home and like go to sleep I'm like well good night I can't, I can't keep this up any longer yeah yeah it's um, I totally notice with myself that um, I like I I need the energy of being with people like when I have days when I especially when I lived alone or something or like and mm-hmm. have days when I don't see people I'm in such a worse mood and it, it's when I like start feeling bad about myself and things even just like an afternoon when Barker's like out at his soccer game and that I'm like too much time alone and I get in like a darker place and then um and I can feel that like even today and yesterday not having Dawn to work with all day I do feel a little more like uh, I think I everybody's know. just yeah. different in that way. Some yeah. people are just like natural born team players. And they, yeah. just, like, <laughs> they just work well with other people around. And here's yeah. the thing. It's like people like my mom is really like that. Like can just have people around her family around whatever my dad around all the time. All the time. Just like live yeah. in the dream. And I'm definitely like a recharge person or whatever. And would spend a lot of time in my room after yes. school and stuff like that. But it's like. You need the mix of both because if it was all just like me, we would not see each other. <laughs> no one would hang out. It'd be like, I'm recharging. Actually, I'm recharging too. Oh, <laughs> so no. okay. so you so need funny. the constants. I We need the Jocelyns that are just like, hey, guys, I'm here. Let's hang. <laughs> Thank you for your service. I guess. <laughs> so funny jocelyn yes we're near we're nearing the end of the big podcast you started out i know it's a bummer but i gotta go to therapy (laughs) this this wasn't your therapy i I don't know what to tell Um, yeah i'm like i don't know well now i have to go to therapy to assess all the things that we talked about on the podcast (laughs) but but wait didn't i just tell you that it makes me feel bad when i'm alone and you're leaving me it Um, does make you feel bad well here's the thing here's the thing i was gonna ask um how you're feeling you started off maybe a five or six i was gonna ask how you're feeling now because we touched on a lot of subjects and if you're if you're not feeling 
if you're feeling less than a five, I'm going to extend the invite for you to come to therapy with me. <laughs> um, I, I have to be honest. I, um, I feel better. I'm, I'm, I'm back up there really? at a seven. Um, because yes, because I, I just, I really like you and I really am so happy to be oh, talking Jocelyn, with you. Jocelyn, I'm so happy to be talking to you. I'm so glad that we could, because I know yeah. how busy you are and I'm, and you're out of town and everything. And I was like, but I, like I said, when I asked you, I'm like, I don't take offense. If you can't no. do it, I don't, you don't know. Cause I'm like, you know me. I'm like, no. I don't care. Everybody's got their own thing going, but I was so glad that we could connect. And it was oh. like. And when I got the email from you, when you were like, can we push it by an hour? I was like, she's still in? You got it. <laughs> I was like, oh, no problem. You think I won't cut it close making it to therapy to talk to Jocelyn? Yes, oh, I will. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, don't say sorry at all because I'm, I'm so glad that we got to connect. And it's so like this podcast has been such an excuse for me to like catch up with pals and everything like that. And oh, like well, it was so nice to see you at Ingrid's. And it was like just popped you into my too. head I was like yeah Jocelyn it was just so nice to see you well I'm I feel honored to be on the podcast and I want to acknowledge that I think um it, in addition to it being nice to catch up with friends and everything I think you're doing really important work I think um it's uh, things you. in our profession can feel lonely and you know confusing and I I think like when I've listened to your podcast it, it makes me feel less lonely and more you know um it's stronger as a group together so i think that's great jocelyn that's so sweet thank you so much i might use this as a sound clip oh my gosh sound bites for advertising everyone will be like what's the podcast about i'm gonna be like shut the fuck up jocelyn loves it get out of my face (laughs) this is gonna be yeah my new approach is telling people to shut the fuck up when they ask what the podcast is about it's perfect totally oh innocent question um, um so jocelyn why don't you tell us where we can find your movie yeah um if for people that haven't already seen it um so our movie is called greener grass and it is on hulu and so maybe good. yeah oh thank you well, i watched it right away opening weekend gotta get those numbers in oh thank you uh, right when your movie came out you gotta get them in um jocelyn Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. And I can't wait to have Dawn on and get the true side of the story. Oh, um, my gosh. Are you two close? Do you work together well? Dawn's going to be like really looking to get out on my own here. She's going to get she a different lies. story. Just remember that. No, <laughs> she just lies, kidding. you guys. Oh, Jocelyn, you're you. the best. Thank you so oh, much. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you. All right, guys, this is one last reminder to check out our sale, buy one, get one, 40% off with Anna Louise Jewelry at shop.analuisa.com slash self-esteem. You won't regret it. Bye. Believe in yourself. Believe in your voice.